You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose on all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Tuesday, March 23rd. But as usual, it's not just any Tuesday, it's a Tony Tuesday. Tony Serino is back on the show. We're going to get his thoughts on how the Steelers weekend went, losing Steven Nelson to potentially a trade, but also recouping Juju. Then, because we didn't do mock drafts yesterday, we're going to get his mock draft on who the Steelers should pick. And then, of course, we'll play mock draft, not Monday, but Tuesday, because of the days, and Pick who of our listeners won with the best mock drafts submitted this week. Remember, you can always subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Radio.com, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment, and you will get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So, as usual, we like to have fun on this show, uh, and especially with Tony, because he's my guy. Y'all know I always give him a Tony Tuesday, but we got to do something special this week, because... If you listen to the show all the time, you didn't miss two weeks ago when he called out that the Steelers would sign Juju Smith-Schuster and, quote-unquote, made it a stone-cold lock, and this is what that sounded like. Because, look, I understand Juju's cap hit's going to likely be, for the majority of his deal, far over $10 million, but we're in a weird pandemic year where cap hits have to be a little lower to start, and then it's going to balloon later on. Just look at, look at, like, the Patrick Mahomes deal and how they had to structure that deal uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that $5 million, Ben said, hey, listen, I will take a pay cut. But that pay cut is contingent on, you got to get the Juju deal done. I want that Juju deal done. And the Steelers said, well, look, if you can give us $5 million, maybe we could go get that deal done because that's what it's going to take from a, from an immediate cap hit standpoint to get Juju under contract. That is my conspiracy theory. Juju will be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. You heard it here first, right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Juju is coming back, Guaranteed. breaking from Tony Serino. It's a, it's a stone cold Steeler lock. So that was two weeks ago to the day that he made that call, right when everyone thought it wouldn't be happening. So we got to give him credit for that. He did that. So uh, this is going to be his entrance this week. Uh, because he called it a stone cold lock, we give him a uh, stone cold respect. He called it weeks ago, right on this very show. Tony Serino has reinvigorated the Pittsburgh Steelers because Juju is back. Juju is going to lead us into the new season. And by God, I like our chances better now. And it all happened because Tony Serino, right here on this show, called it out. Kevin Colbert heard him speak that truth and went and got Juju. I now give you our savior, Tony Serino. So there it is, Tony. Take your victory lap, man. You did the doggone thing. Woo! We did it. Juju is back. You know, wearing a tinfoil hat every week is a, it's a it's a tough road, okay? Because you get you get laughed at, you get mocked, Tony. You're crazy, but every once in a while, Chris, every once in a while, a broken clock is right twice a day, and uh, I was right once so far. I was right once. So there's another one I got, coming. I got one more coming. Uh, oh uh, man. But I'm happy. I'm happy Juju's back. I'm happy that, you know, look, I did think I did legitimately think that part of the deal of, of Ben taking the pay cut had something to do with getting Juju back in the building. Now, eight million dollars is certainly far less money than I thought Juju would take. But it was his lowest offer that we know of. So 
happy to have him back in the building. I think he's going to be very important for what this team wants to do offensively. And if this team really aspires to be a Super Bowl contender, I think having Juju in that room was really important. I agree. Uh, you know, I, it's even beyond just being a, a receiver. I think his presence on the offense means something because right now, when you look at it uh, of their playmakers, he's the most tenured. You know, it, you're, we're assuming James Conner's gone, but they came at the same time. But yeah. all the running backs are newer than him. All the receivers are newer than him. Uh, you know, you know. So all of Ben, he'd be the the most experienced Ben target that they have a target for that Ben's thrown to him that they have on the team. Yeah. Um. So I, I think that there's still value to that. And again, I I know that people want to say he's not a leader because he does TikTok, but there, I do get the sense that people look up to his effort every play because this guy still blocks. This guy still recovers fumbles. He celebrates. I mean, I, I think the, the culture of selling celebrating each other's achievements the way that they did all season. And we brought this up on the, uh, the Yins hers. I think Morgan brought this up with the Yins hers podcast episode yesterday, by the way, check that out. They did a great job on this show and, and you should subscribe to them as well. Um, but you know, they celebrate together now. And that was something that we saw Antonio Brown not do all the time. If he wasn't leading the way, he wasn't having it. And, you know, we saw several games last year where, you know, they, they did the birthday cake for, for yeah. Juju or something yep. like that. And and he wasn't even, it wasn't even his touchdown. It was just, but that's the environment that he's got. And I think that's cool. No, it's, it's great. I mean, this is, this is a great room of wide receivers now because, you know, there's, there certainly can be an argument that Juju is kind of, you know, he's, he's an extra guy to have in the room. You didn't need him there. Cause you already right. had, I agree. You already had Deontay. You already had Claypool. You already had James Washington and Eric Ebron was a pretty good receiver for this team. But I keep coming back to this point, Chris, Juju's the most reliable out of those guys. I mean, if, mm-hmm. you know, if it's, if it's third and 10 in a big moment, I don't know. I look, I, I love Deontay. The right. guy led the, the guy led the league in drops last year. Yeah. So I don't know that I can really trust him in a big moment. Ebron wasn't, you know, obviously wasn't as bad as Deontay, but he still had his moments mm-hmm. last year where, where he was unreliable. And, and Claypool seems to be ascending to that guy, right? A true number one right. in this system. But if this, if it's, if it's Super Bowl or bust in 2021, I don't know that I'm going to trust that, that role to a second year guy. So I thought, I thought bringing Juju in was, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a huge accomplishment for this team at the price tag that they did $8 million less than even Will Fuller got on a one-year deal. The value here yeah. is incredible for him. And then when they were able to do the void year deal where they can work this out without making any other cap space for themselves, just a great deal overall. I mean, this is a 90 catch guy last year, nine touchdowns. I mean, they're, they're yeah. getting, they're getting a great receiver back on this team. And it, it's so important to the offense. I agree. Extremely important. What he does out the slot. Um, also they signed uh, Tyler Simmons, a wide receiver who was basically an undrafted free agent. One of the many victims of, uh, not being able to do pro days last year, but he yeah. was, he got to do a pro day with Georgia, uh, this past this past last week and the Steelers were there and he had like really good speed and uh, the Steelers signed him so that adds another I think he's immediate Ray Ray McLeod competition yep. you know who can who can be the better returner faster guy you know do more things so good for Teller Simmons but ultimately the Steelers receiving receiver room I think is in a very good spot and again you paying you're, you're telling me they're it's costing them 2.4 million dollars against their cap to to to, to have this situation I, I think that it totally that 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 works out entirely. Like as I like you, I thought when I see eight million, like if they sign or eight million dollars, I'm like, well, that's just eight million dollars against their cap. But this is this is a steal for what the what the Steelers have, and uh, now they can still address other things in the roster. We got to take a quick break. We come back. The move that everyone's associating with Juju, even though it's really not associated with Juju, is of course Stephen Nelson, you know, giving permission to seek a trade. We're gonna talk about that, why that happened. 
right after this. But first, we gotta talk to some of our sponsors. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. So, uh, Tony, the other side of this is, of course, Steven Nelson has been given permission to seek a trade. Now, I've seen this written a thousand times the wrong way. The Steelers are cu- you know, have cut Steven Nelson. The Steelers have traded Steven Nelson. This, this, uh, this uh, Steven Nelson, or the Steelers want to trade Steven Nelson, you know, or, you know, all these different things. It's that they've given him permission to seek a trade that is different from a lot of different things that have been said. And the point here to me, Tony, you know, for everyone keeps saying, well, they, 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 this, this is a trade for Juju. It's not right because Juju's cap hit is $2.4 million. Even if Nelson stays on the team, the Steelers are under the cap as is. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. The, the, the initial reporting on this, I think, is what gets everyone confused because these two pieces of data, Juju has resigned for one year, eight million dollars. And the Steelers are giving Steven Nelson permission to seek a trade, which would save the Steelers right around eight million dollars. Those two things were, were announced within like 10 minutes of one another. And so it just seemed like, oh, well, these two pieces of data are, you know, they, they you need you. You are signing a guy for eight million dollars. You need eight million dollars. Well, I, you know, the math checks out. Um, but yeah, you're right. This does not seem to be the case anymore. Juju's, Juju's deals has uh, what four void years at the end. Yes. Void years. They're all they're all the rage now. Um, oh man. Yeah. So these two these two things don't have to be related. They can keep Nelson. They can keep Juju. When I first saw the news about Stephen Nelson, I thought to myself, they must have gone to him to, with an extension because we talked about right a way to clear yeah. cap space this year is to give him an extension. They probably went to him with an extension. And he said, "No, I want more money." And they could they figure out they could not work out a deal for him. And so better off trade him now than wait a year, let him walk in free agency and get a compensatory pick in 2020. Well, that would, that would be 2023 by then. That was my initial thought. Now it's even, you know, I saw Ian Rappaport tweeted though, Chris, like the Steelers are looking to either trade or cut Steven Nelson. See the, or cut part is where I start to go. Whoa, time out. Yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't cut him. There's no world where cutting it makes sense to me because what are you going to, you know, the cornerback room all of a sudden gets, super really thin, thin. Yeah. Now, that's where i'm interested in how this actually happened because we still don't have any information outside of the steelers have given him permission to seek a trade that is the limited scope of where we're at i i have this is so this segment is about what is what is this the reasoning behind this is it a because nelson was offered an extension and remember like you know, last week he tweeted moment of truth you know you know in the middle of the week and then we got this news a couple days later um so 
it's very possible they went to him and said, Stephen, we like you. You're cool. And I talked about this yesterday in the podcast, but he it might have been cornerback two num- money, and he wants cornerback one money. And um, and, and you, you we we've seen we've seen some guys get paid. I think Adore Jackson is got paid a three year contract at thirteen million dollars a year. So like you know Adore Jackson, you know a former high pe- high high draft pick uh, who didn't work out with the Titans is now going to the team. So. You know, he may be seeing like, hey, it's t- I want to make this kind of money. And the Steelers just like, eh. But there's also the chance that, you know, Steven Nelson also might they might have told him, hey, buddy, we need you to to take a an extension so we can move your cap number down. And maybe Steven Nelson's like, no, I just want to hit the market next year because next year I know it's going to explode and that'll be my last best chance at a full contract in the NFL. I think I think that has to be what happened here. And you know, you can imagine what the Steelers went to him with because we we have you know the, the Steelers just gave Joe Hayden an extension a couple of years back, and that yeah. was for eleven million dollars a year. I have to imagine they went to Nelson with a deal similar to that, maybe a little north of that number, right? You figure it's got to be in the eleven twelve range. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I think I think Nelson probably came back with something in the in the fifteen plus range, and the Steelers went, well, that's not going to happen. So you know, now we're at a now we're at a, a turning point here. I think I think it has to be what happened here because otherwise. I just can't imagine a scenario where this team is willing to get rid of Steven Nelson. Yeah. I just, I, again, especially with them letting Mike Hilton go, like if you could, if, if this was like Madden and you can make all these decisions happen before, you know, yeah, like yeah, it, all it, at it, once. It, yeah, yeah. right. Then like, I'm sure if they knew that Steven Nelson was going somewhere else or that they would lose, they would find a way to handle that situation, then sign Mike Hilton. But that's just not how life works. Um, and, uh, and sometimes you find some stuff out after the fact, uh, but but I have to think that there's that there this is more so something on Steven Nelson's end where it's like, hey, financially, I just want this. Uh, and when he was with the Chiefs, he wanted to be cornerback one there and he was cornerback one there. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, he had not so friendly numbers. But if you watch this play, you're like, hey, that guy's feisty. You can we can we, you can work with him. Just don't ask him to be the best piece of your secondary. Uh, which the Steelers haven't done because they got Joe Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick and even Terrell Evans play, has, has, has played well lately. So I, I can see a big part of this just being like, hey, he really believes in himself and he knows that he needs to make a big contract very soon if he wants to, you know, reap the full benefits of a complete NFL career. So to me, Tony, I, this this is much more of a financial situation as far as he wanted much more money in the future, in the next few years than what the Steelers were offering and thinks he can get it elsewhere. Then the question will be, where can he get this trade from? Because, you know, people also like, oh, now he's so, you know, the Ravens are going to get him. Like, no, 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 no. The Steelers still control who yeah. they will trade. Like, they're, they'll, if the Ravens want to give up a, a good draft pick or, you know, the offensive tackle that they're trying to trade away, okay, fine. But they, the Ravens won't want to do that and the Steelers won't want to do that. It'll be to some team that the Steelers, you know, don't play in the division and probably a, a, not a person that they expect to contend with in the conference playoffs. And, so a, a team that, that that can give them something of value, you know, whether it's a even just a low draft pick or a uh, a, a depth player somewhere. Yeah, the, I think the only way the Ravens could end up with Steven Nelson is if the Steelers really do go through with cutting him outright, and then yeah. you know, he just ends up, you know, in free agency. Then I, I suppose then you know you could see him go to a, a you know a, a team like that. Otherwise, I don't look. I know the Steelers traded for Chris Wormley, but that was like for a seventh round pick for right you know, for a guy who was a marginal roster type player. Yeah. There's no way Kevin Colbert. Yeah. Never, Kevin Colbert's never given away a starter to, to, to either the Browns, Ravens or Bengals. It's not going to happen. In fact, there were talks in previous years that they weren't even going to trade anyone to the Patriots, right? They don't want to do trade to the Patriots either, right? Top contenders in their own conference. Uh, you know, you brought up the idea of Steven Nelson though. You know, he wants to be this number one guy, right? Mm-hmm. He wants, you know, he is, 
he sees himself as the future number one of this team. And he could have been that next year without Joe Hayden here, right? He yeah. certainly would have thought of himself that way. Except, Chris, I'll tell you who he saw behind him, oh, okay? Yeah. Steven Nelson's looking looking over his shoulder going, we this got a very tinfoil hatty. I, I know the, the tinfoil hat is on securely for this segment. Oh God. Uh, he's looking behind him at future all pro cornerback, my boy, James Pierre. You know, we talk about, oh, Justin Lane didn't get a hat because of James Pierre. You know, I went and watched some tape on him, Chris. Didn't take very long because he only played like 11 snaps last year. But I uh, went back and watched some tape on my boy, James Pierre. This kid can play. I'll tell you what, he's got fluid hips. Maybe it could be a little better around the ball. He's He only was targeted two times this year, okay? One in for an incomplete pass in that wild card game against Baker Mayfield, okay? And the second one was against the Jaguars. It was a completed pass, but it was a screen pass where James Pierre made the tackle, meaning that two targets, negative one yards for James Pierre. He has an 80-plus passer passer uh, rating from uh, from PFF. This kid is a future all-pro, Chris. A, uh, who Who is with me? Who is ready, Steeler Nation, to jump on board the James Pierre hype train? It starts now. Get aboard early because later on it's going to cost you a little more. There are dozens of us. There are dozens. dozens. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. I knew we had to get a, a, a tinfoil hat, Tony, in this show. And the tinfoil hat moment of this week is James Pierre is the next Rod Woodson. <laughs> He's the next Doug Hodges. He's it. This is my boy. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Here we go again. We have a guy. Tony, you got to make it to camp this year if there is a camp this I got, year. I got to. Because uh, right. we got to. Oh, gosh. This, this, is, this is great. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. It's time to play Mock Draft Tuesday. We didn't do it on Monday. We had the Yin's Hers podcast. No, it's a lot to try to work into one show. So we're going to do it with Tony, I wanted to, I've always wanted to get his mock draft on, and I figured, hey, this is a perfect opportunity to so get his pick right after this. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L O C K E D, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Thank you. 
Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. So, Tony, it's mock draft time. Now, again, usually we do mock draft Mondays, but because we have the Yins Hers podcast on, and there's three of them, so it's four of us, that's, that was a lot to fit into a show. So I wanted to move to Tuesday, and also because it gets our man Tony a chance to do his own mock draft, which we haven't had a chance to yet. So, Tony, you submitted to me one, and you did some interesting moves here. You traded back. I, I, first of all, I wanted to get your theory on what trading back could be do this year well I, I traded back because when i got to 24 in this draft there were no running backs taken yet so etienne was still on the board Najee harris still on the board and mm. javante williams was on the board in fact there was a ton of good players i mean there were there were some some linebackers i, I thought about taking even a tackle uh christian barmore was still there but yeah when i got the offer for uh to move back eight spots i thought well i got i mean what are the chances that all three of these guys are gone by 32 we'll say this the offer was from tampa bay okay i moved back to 32 and so they move up to 24. These rats immediately took Najee Harris. So that's what you get. That's what you get for never tr- lesson. Number one, never trust a team that employs Tom Brady. That's lesson <laughs> number one. Uh, but no, I, I thought moving back here in that situation, you get a little more value, but I stay in the first round where I continue to get that fifth round option or the that, fifth year, fifth year option. That's my, that's my rule with trading back. I need to keep the Steelers in, excuse me, in the first round, just for 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 one, the fifth year option, and two, I think it's important to get the, some talent that's that's legit in the first round, mm-hmm. um, even if it's that last pick. And you got Travis Etienne. Um, I know people try to say he's not a Steelers back, but right. he looks pretty good. He well, okay. Here's why I took him because it's interesting to me. I probably yeah, if we were going on like traditional Steeler back, obviously Javante Williams fits that to a T. Whereas Etienne has you know you're a little more like oh he's outside zone type type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's my thing, though. We got Matt Canada coming in. We got a new offensive line coach and Adrian Clem, right? We got a new assistant offensive line coach who comes from more of the Kyle Shanahan system. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, you know, I'm thinking about it this way. I'm not, I'm not sure this, that everything we've we've known so far about how the Steelers run the football and what they look for in a running back is going to be true in a Matt Canada system. And so I wanted to kind of go outside the box here with a fun prospect in Etienne who can, you know, he's good, so good in space. He can be yeah. a receiver out of the backfield. And I think, you know, Matt Canada certainly could use him well. So um, went a little outside of the box here, yeah. That was uh, that was really good. And then with your next two picks, now I believe, so, so you, you 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 traded back. So did, you got the sixty fourth pick. I got the sixty fourth. Yeah. So what I did is I traded. It was a first and a seventh for um for one thirty two and two sixty four. Yeah. So okay. Got, yeah. So yeah. you got those. You got so you have the fifty fifth pick and the sixty fourth pick and the fifty fifth pick in the second round. You get Landon Dickerson, the center from Alabama that everyone's talking yep. about, and yep. Liam Eichenberg, the tackle out of Notre Dame. So first three picks, you've addressed that the three top needs on the offense in in the running game that everyone's talked about. Uh, what made you go with Dickerson and Eichenberg? Well, I mean Dickerson, I you know I just I love I just love his mentality, right? You heard Adrian Clem talk about how you, he wants to make this team more physical. That's the mm-hmm. big thing for him. Yeah. And I just love the way Dickerson approaches the game, right? I mean, he is a big mauler, physical type guy. He loves the game. <clears throat> this is a guy who, who who tore his knee up in the SEC championship game, shows up to the national championship, suited up, ready to go. I mean, obviously he, could, he couldn't play. He did play for one snap at the end when they were kneeling on it. Um, so I just love his I love his mentality. I didn't expect to go in taking a tackle. I got to be honest. I don't think the Steelers are going to take a tackle early yeah. considering that they just got Banner back. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Eichenberg was there. Actually, it was between Eichenberg and Raddens here for me. Um, and I, 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 yeah, I know. And That'd be I a think good situation. it's a great situation. Kevin Colbert has said in the past, he's good. You know, they're going to, they're going to maybe look past people who were, who, who set out all of this year and, and Raddens did not to his own detriment. I mean, it was the conference that didn't play, but yeah. Um, so I, here I took, I took Eichenberg. I also considered Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, but I went, I went with the tackle there because, you know, the Steelers right now, well, they have two tackles they like. They don't have anyone beyond that. 
So uh, add some depth to that in a, in a future piece. Well, you, but you did make up for that because in the next, so we'll run through your last four picks here. Yeah. Um, our next last five. So your next pick was Tyson Campbell, a cornerback out of Georgia. Then you went and got Jalen Twyman, the defensive tackle from Pitt. And then you doubled up at corner getting uh, Robert Rochelle from central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you, in the in the last picks, you get the edge rusher, Jonathan Cooper from Ohio state and I'm running back Chris Evans from Michigan uh, doubling up at corner. Very interesting. And then defensive tackle. That's another defensive need. The Steelers need to address right now. Yeah. So doubling up at corner there for me, it was just a numbers game thing, right? We like the Steelers aren't good at drafting corner. So I'll take two <laughs> because now I got, you know, I got double the chance one hits. <laughs> uh, and then with Twyman, you know, I know you've covered him a lot Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, in looking at him, I'm just, I'm not sure he's a true nose at the yeah. next level, but you know, the Steelers did try a weird thing with, with uh, Javon Hargrave, who was probably more of a three technique in a, in a four, three scheme. So Twyman, I think, you know, maybe can fit that mold a little bit. I don't know. You, you probably know better than me in that one. I just, I thought Twyman maybe could fit it in as a nose, but he could definitely be uh, on the outside there to, to maybe spell Hayward or to it in, uh, in passing downs. I think he can. Um, he, uh, what we learned at the pro day for him is he, he destroyed the bench press 40 reps, which yeah. is ridiculous. Like Aaron Donald was there. Cause he's a pit guy too. And he was like, I couldn't do that. 40 reps at that age. Like it, that's ridiculous. But uh, Jalen Twyman didn't grade too well in, in like lower body, you know, in explosiveness mm-hmm. type of drills. So maybe he works on that. Maybe he gets better at that by the time he's ready for the NFL. Uh, you know, at, you know, as we get into the season, maybe, this, maybe that's what a pro team tries to get him to work on the most once he's converted. But he's extremely strong. When he played in 2019, he was all ACC. He was, you know, it, it, coming into this season where Pitt had two all-American edge rushers in Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver, Jalen Twyman was supposed to be better than both of them combined. And wow. uh, so like, that's, that's the level. And I, again, he opted out because he was like, I'm not going to put myself at risk uh, with COVID and mess up my, my chance at making money in my career. Uh, but now he's, he's gone from a first round pick to a maybe third, fourth round pick, but, uh, right. but interesting to get him. And um, then you get these other guys to run out. So all in all, very good draft here. Um, but as always, Tony, we got to pick a winner from our listeners in the audience. And mm-hmm. you all posted several good ones. Um, this one, uh, there was some trading back that happened here. So I don't have all the details on what the trades were. But I wanted to congratulate our winner this week for Mock Draft this week, Tuesday. It's Justin Nalen. Justin Nalen, you submitted a very interesting draft here that addressed several needs. Some players even matching up with guys that Tony picked. Uh, first, you start off trading back to 32, just like Tony, except you get Zaven Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. Um, Tony, Collins, to me, is a good first-round prospect and that, that could fit the Steelers' needs. The only issue is that we talk so much about how they need to improve the run game, and this doesn't allow you to do that right away. So that's where I'm like, uh, but you also look at his tape, and you're like, oh, like, like right. what can he do with them? Yeah, tape? it's like, hey, what if we – you like Devin Bush? What if we had – Two of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, funny, I just did a podcast with Nick Fairball where he was talking about this. He was like, I'd, I'd love to get another Devin Bush in this system if they could, because there's so many good linebackers in this draft. Um, yeah, it's, it, 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 you know, for me, it's a, maybe, maybe it's a luxury, but it's a hell of a luxury to have on that defense that is going to lose some playmakers there. So adding another one like Collins, not a bad thing to do. Absolutely. And then he goes about and he starts addressing the offense right after that. So Justin, this is, this is where, this is where you won me over. Cause you not only got that key defensive need, but then your next three picks that you traded somehow get, he got the 57th pick of the draft. Um, he has the 64th pick of the draft and then he has 87. So 
two second round picks here. You get Javante Williams at 57 for great value. That's a you, yeah, that, that's that's a steal. Now I still don't I don't know if Javante Williams is going. I see some people say he's going in the first round. I see some people he'll go late in the second round, you know, the range. So if you're doing that, I still consider that realistic. But then he gets Liam Eisenberg, just like you did. Yep. Uh, you know, offensive tackle from Notre Dame, solid player there. And then with 87, he gets Quinn Miners. So now you you get that defensive like star player in the middle of your field on top of addressing the run game at all key positions. And that to me is what really won me over. Then he also gets Jalen Twyman in the fourth round, just like you did. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, the minors pick is a great one there because he's, you know, he's got a lot of the same things about the, the, the way he plays the game, but he doesn't have the, like the big, you know, obviously Dickerson's a, a bit of a tough one because he's got yeah. this, this lingering knee injury coming into the season. I mean, and, and he, he was hurt in four out of the five years he was eligible he was Mm -hmm. he was hurting four of them that's tough and that you look at that and that's a red flag and just considering the Steelers have been burned by the likes of Senquez Golson I I have to imagine Kevin Colbert's gonna be like "Eh," but Landon Dickerson did say that the Steelers have been talking to him so I mean you can't rule the guy out the guy was a, a, a great center for Alabama over the over his tenure and he definitely is a road grader. So you, you can't rule him out, but certainly something put there. But Quinn Miners, an underrated guy who uh, you know played for Wisconsin Whitewater. We saw his his pro day was at the start of all the pro days, and Adrian Clem was there working yep. him out. Yep. So uh, you know, he's a guy that I think a lot of the draft gurus are saying he's the diamond in the rough, you know, sneaky pick in the third round that you could get and really win. So if the Steelers manage to get him, I think that's a major win. And I think he's even a guy that when you see when you saw he play at the senior bowl, he could be a guy that could start day one if he comes into camp ready to go. Yeah, and the Steelers don't really have I mean BJ Finney, you know, maybe could start, but yeah, yeah, you're right. The Steelers could, yeah, they they have an opening for sure. They have an opening for that. And then uh finishing out. Uh, Justin Nealon's picks were uh, Trey Brown, cornerback at Oklahoma. There's actually two trays at Oklahoma uh, that that are cornerbacks, or, or I think one's a cornerback, one's a say Trey Trey Brown and Trey Norwood. I want to say that okay. they're both trays and they're both. But I think Trey Brown is the better one. Um, and then Shaka Tony, edge rusher from Penn State. Nittany Lions fans do love him. I like Shaka um, Tony. Yeah, yeah, that was that's a good pick there. And finishing out with Bradley Moore, tight end from Kansas State. Tommy Creamer, offensive guard from Notre Dame. So doubling up on Notre Dame offensive linemen, and they were a tough run game last year. And then getting your last pick here, a defensive tackle to Daryl Slayton, because the Steelers always draft a defensive tackle at the, in the seventh That's round right. every the year. Seventh round has to be a DT. That's right. I, screwed my, I actually screwed my draft up in that way. Yeah, what'd you do? It's uh, completely unrealistic because you didn't draft Isaiah Bugs or whoever the guy was before Isaiah Bugs. But it right. was the same, they have the same deal. I also want to give big credit here to Justin who, upon hearing the news about Steven Nelson, did not panic, did not like I did, oh, we got to take a corner in the in the first two days, okay? Because he knows he is already, congratulations, Justin, welcome to the James Pierre hype train. We don't need a corner on the first couple days. They already got an all-pro on the roster. Gosh, what, what have I created? <laughs> Tinfoil hat, Tony, we're going to ride this to the moon. Like, it's like, all oh, we're going to be in August, and it's going to be, there's going to be a James Pierre uh the fan club that's like at the at the practice hey if it's there we'll, we'll see you miss yay I, I don't know if you're on board with this but uh but if tony's there i will let you find him really quickly this time yeah if uh, you see if you see a, a a guy in a 42 jersey he won't say james pierre on the back it'll say future hall of famer on the back but that's <laughs> me uh that'll be me <laughs> absolutely tony always great and fun here thanks justin nailing for for winning hey all you who, who you make it tough every week I, I i cycle through all of these i literally cycle through some of these with tony and i was like yeah. this is really good this, this is really good yeah, they were tough they were tough so keep submitting them we'll do this again next monday for mock draft money getting that back on schedule um but congratulations justin nailing for winning this one tony thank you for being on you gave us a really great mock draft to look at uh let people know they can find you follow you and get more of your work 
Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find me uh, on AFC North Talk. It's a roundtable show all about the AFC North that's on YouTube. So search AFC North Talk. It is live on Tuesdays, 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also find me on my YouTube channel, Steeler Country with Tony Serino. Got video content there as well as a video version of the podcast that I do. You can also find that podcast wherever you find podcasts, search Steeler Country. Uh, so you can find that on YouTube or wherever you find podcasts. And of course, you can find me here every Tuesday with Chris. Love doing it. It's a lot of fun. Love having you on, having you on the show, Tony. As always, you can subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, radio.com, and Google Podcasts. We're everywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. You get a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks so much, everyone. Be back in your ears tomorrow with our regular guys, Dean and Josh. I'm sure they got a lot to say about this juju stuff. Millennial versus Gen X. Here we go. <laughs>